My mission is to inspire independent women everywhere and to encourage breadwinning moms. If you're curious, ambitious, and have your own identity, or if you're wanting to develop your own authentic identity and brand personally and professionally, then I say let's rock and roll because this show is for you. This is extraordinary as I think that even living and breathing and being here with you is extraordinary, but even more so because I get to share my time with people and friends and individuals that really, really want to prosper and to shift and to change and to elevate into their higher levels of excellence. And I want to thank you so very much for allowing me to come into your home, your office, your car, wherever you're listening to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. So thank you so very much. I am your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown, and we have a wonderful show in store for you today. How do Breadwinning Moms find inner peace, energy, beauty, and youth? That's what we're talking about today. You know, breadwinning moms and working mothers are ubiquitous in making contributions in families, communities, the workforce, and even the world, and we love it. But how do we find inner beauty and peace, refuel ourselves, and continue day after day, time after time, again and again, to show up strong, loving, knowledgeable, supportive, authentic, beautiful team players. Well, we're going to get to that today because our guest is a very special lady. And to me, she represents all of that. Uh, Today on Breadwinning Moms with Chloe, we're going to be talking to Sharon Pelham. And Sharon has written an extraordinary book. Um, Her book is He lives, and it's a living testimony. It's really a self-help inspirational memoir that she has written from her own life experiences. She has really an amazing story. Uh, I met Sharon, I think, three or four years ago, and uh, I found her whole story to be completely extraordinary. Well, also... I have in store for you something from Chantel Thompson, who's going to be coming back with us today. She's a recurring um, guest host. And Chantel is the, uh, Chantel, the whole thing that she does at Sweet Job Spot is more than what her title suggests, Director of Client Engagement for Sweet Job Spot. And Sweet Job Spot is where job seekers and employers meet and find opportunities. But what Chantel does is she goes out each week to find out what's going on locally and internationally and nationally. And she comes back and she 
puts it in a snippet for us on breadwinning moms with Chloe. So I'm excited to have her to contribute her time each week with us and to just be here to just kind of play with me on the Chloe show because we love having fun and I say life is a game and we ought to play it and as breadwinning moms and working women we want to play to win and we want to have fun when we're playing and our work can be play if we can find that passion that that I don't know it's just something that bubbles up in you that makes you love what you do when you know that you're making a contribution. And speaking of making a contribution, I was listening to um, an episode, I think it was of Good Morning America, and I was prompted to go to uh, a Good Morning America Extra where they were talking, this was just on Monday the 16th, and this was about a woman by the name of Sylvia Sylvia Mokina. Her last name is, is spelled M-O-K-E, now excuse me, M-O-K-O-E-N-A. And last December, I think that GMA called for their sales uh, C in the studio of their Good Morning America's Good Morning Angels festive edition. Uh, I don't know if they're still doing that, but they were doing Good Morning Angels and they would talk about things that they were doing in the community. Well, as breadwinning moms, I know that we can often, we talk about all these extraordinary women and love supporting women that are doing things and making things happen, women who are committed to their families, their children, to their communities, but also I don't want to ever be accused, and not that anyone has accused me of this, but I don't ever want to be accused of shining the spotlight on breadwinning moms who are doing their very best to make ends meet, breadwinning moms who take care of their children uh, without support from the children's fathers, breadwinning moms who work every day really hard to make a wonderful life for their children. And this lady, Sylvia, um, she was introduced to the crew of the Good Morning America's Angels last December. And she lives in a small shack as a single breadwinner struggling to keep her three children children's bellies full. There was a young lady by the name of Jogi Waller Waller, I'm sorry, I'm reading this and and uh, this is a new article. So I'm going to I'm going to pronounce this lady's name one more time.
queue, and I'm going to open up my own mic, and I'm going to see if I can connect with Sharon this way. Sharon, are you there with me on Breadwinning Moms with Chloe? I am here. It's, have you heard of things happening? <laughs> this is so weird <laughs> to me. But anyway, as I've said before, stranger things have happened, and I am happy that we have connected, as I was saying in our intro, that I find it fascinating that you have written this amazing book, and I was looking at all the reviews that you've gotten. Congratulations on all of your success for living testimony. So how is how do you feel about everything that's happening that, that's going on with uh, with your book before we get into the real life of Sharon Pellin? <laughs> it's all it's all the same. It's all one thing. Um, it's just amazing that um, you know I feel that God, my entire life was, you know, from beginning to now was was supposed to be what it is, and I'm just living it out. I'm able to look back and see everything that I've done in life to see that is what I'm doing now is because of everything that I have done. Wow, Sharon. Okay, so I want to get back, I want to circle back to the book. But I find you to be a fascinating woman. I think we Mm -hmm. met about four years ago, and it was just, I guess we should have met earlier since both of our husbands are former basketball players and both are, are, are alumni of the Atlanta Hawks. So we met at uh, a Hawks game and being the alumni fans and teams and and the, that type of arena. And I think we hit it off right away. And I was yes. struck by, you know, your your inner peace, your energy, your beauty, and that energy seemed to bring about a youthfulness to you. How are you able to maintain all of that, your, that inner peace? I know you, I, I kind of have a feeling of where you're going to circle back to, but how are you able to find that inner peace? Because that brings a natural, authentic beauty within itself. Yes. When I just was thinking about your show and even the name of your show, Breadwinning Moms, I was like, wow, it's ironic that it, your, the name of your show being uh, Breadwinning Moms I can talk about my daily bread. It's my daily bread, Chloe, that you're seeing. It's the daily bread that I receive when I wake up every morning and I welcome the Father into my life, his Son and the Holy Spirit, and then I practice that walk. And I believe that it's the practice of the walk what keeps me, as you say, uh, youthful or young or whatever, but it keeps me with the peace, peace of everything. It keeps uh, me knowing that, you know, God's with me, that it's not about me, and that, and because of that, and then my studies, you know, I have studied so hard and, and so much and so long now that uh, it's becoming a walk, a natural walk, and um, I think that's what keeps me going. And do you think that that also makes you the beautiful woman and that shows out that authenticity kind of blossoms out and spills over and makes you beautiful and youthful? Yes, I think, you know, just having that inner peace, you know, um, again, and I will say this about the book, my book started with my father telling me that he lived, and that was at the age of 17. So after that, and I started living my life and then seeing how God revealed himself to me, you know, I, I, you know, begin to pay attention 
And I was like, oh, this is what dad was talking about. And then as I lived my life, um, I was seeing from day to day how he is real, how it is real. And then when I, like I said, went back and did the studying, it all came together. And, you know, just knowing that it's not about me and I don't have to really worry about anything. I take it all to him. And then I just wait and see what happens with it. I go that way. Yeah. Well, this is really fascinating. Um, you being one, you were in a family of 14. Now, did your parents have 12 children and then you're including them, or did you have 14, 13? No, other there six? Was, yeah, there's 14 of us in all, eight girls and six boys, and I'm the 11th of the 14. So there's wow. three more after me. <laughs> yes. So yes. just talk about that growing up. And, and right now, I want to hear about your mom. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. was your mother? I My mother was, you know, just like people think that I'm unique. My mom was unique. She was a unique woman, you know. And after I had three children, I was like, my mother did this 14 times. You know, you had to be a unique person to go through that 14 times in real uh, 14 functional people. And uh, it was it was awesome. You know, I didn't realize that that was my family to, you know, I was maybe nine or ten, and I used to ask, I asked my mom, I said, who are these people keep coming into our house? And she said, that's your sister, that's your brother. I'm like, wow. You know, they they were already off to college when I was growing up because I'm the 11th. So um, it was fun. It was it, it was lots of fun. You know, I tell people, you know, I grew up in a community. You know, I've already had things to done to me that people have done over a lifetime. I it was done before I left home. So you know that's and I think that's another thing that probably gives me inner peace because before I left home, I was already introduced to a whole lot of different personalities that you know helped me form who I am. Wow, this is amazing. So it's I just you, you had your siblings, your older brothers and sisters coming in. They were going back and forth, and then you're there as a child, a young person, wondering who are these people coming into our house? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And look, my mother did. My mother did all the cleaning. My mother did all the cooking. I didn't know how to cook when I left home. I had to learn how to cook. She said it was quicker for her to do it than for us to be in her way. So she did it all. And I was like, wow, this woman was, is, is really unreal. When I look back on it, you know, now that I'm grown with my children, yes, yeah, she, she did that. She's a very smart woman. Her and my dad, they were, you know, they weren't uh, educated as, as people are today, but they had plenty of common sense and they used it. And my dad was an entrepreneur and uh, in several people in my family. But, yeah, they just knew what to do and did it. And uh, it was awesome. Are you close with all of your uh, brothers and sisters? No, not really, because there's a generation. That, she had like six children, and if you look at our family picture, the first six are practically grown, and then she had the rest. She had uh, eight more little children, you know, and uh, so it, there was definitely a generational gap there, and just uh, – Two summers ago, we finally had our class because they still want to treat us like children, and we are all now grown. 
so we were able to get on an even feel now that, you know, we're all grown now. You can't push us around. You can't tell, say anything to us anymore. You know, we're all grown here. What, so, yeah. what is a family reunion like with all of your oh. siblings and the children and the grandchildren and the cousins? What, what is that like? That that must be amazing. It is. It is. Um, I've hosted two of them. We have them every other year. And I've hosted two of them. And I think in the immediate family, there's like 70 of them. Uh, that's, you know, it's five generations. And uh, so it's it's a whole lot of people. But um, we are very similar, very alike, you know. So it's just fun. It's just fun. And we do get together every two years. And we're spread out. So we get to go to different cities and towns that each of us live in when we have the reunion. So that's cool, too. That's wonderful. Now, you said that when you were 17, Mm -hmm. uh, your father died and that he left you with the words, he Mm -hmm. lived. Yes. What kind of, I mean, obviously it made a big impact on you because you wrote a book about that and your experience. But Mm -hmm. what is it on that day that stuck with you that, that propelled you? Because that's like a heavy and I don't mean heavy as in bad, but in something mm-hmm. that's really big that you're carrying, the legacy mm-hmm. of your father leaving you with his last words, he lives. Yeah well, yeah, well, at that time, you know, I'm looking at my father dying. He was literally dying. And, you know, he takes my hands and holds me, and he said, Sharon, he lives. And I'm like, Daddy, I understand that, but, you know, you're, you're passing. He said, no. I want you to understand that he lived. And I said, okay. I knew it was religious, but at age 17, you're not really in tune to what really is going on in life. And then it wasn't until I started growing up from that that I realized that, oh, my God, God, Dad has imparted uh, a spirit in me. He has awakened the spirit of me to be able to see God. I can, I can see God. I can see him work. And then when I, like I say, keep saying, when I went back and did the studying, it all came together. It all came together. And I'm like, wow, Father, you made me a living testimony. I was born to be a living testimony. And that's, and that's what I am. And I'm just enjoying it. I love it. That's awesome. Now, when did you realize that you were going to take your living testimony, and by the way, everyone, you're listening to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe, and our guest today is Sharon V. Pelham, and she's the author of He Lives, A Living Testimony, and we're talking about that. So at what age after that, you were 17, when did you realize that you were going to write this awesome book that you've written? Yeah, I remember... um I was then rearing my, I have three sons, and we were taking them back and forth to college. And um, I was an entrepreneur for 15 years. And during that time, God was teaching me things. He was He was talking to me. He was showing me stuff. I was going to the Internet. I was finding all this information, putting everything together from Genesis to Revelation, and then a whole lot of stuff that we don't even get in church. And and. And also the things that we're told in church that aren't even true. So during that period, I was getting all this information. I would say for 15 years, he was just schooling me. Then once he schooled me, he said, now it's time for you to put what you have seen and what you have learned into writing to leave for the next generation. I was like, oh, my God, no problem. This is awesome. 
So I just started writing the events. He started, you know, putting down the events from, you know, from that age 17 through marriage, children, through work, through everything, where he has showed up and showed out. And uh, and then I remember telling my sons, I said, you know, guys, I may not even finish not this even book. Yeah, so I wanted them to finish, but the father told me, he said, no, you will be the one to finish it. You will be the one to talk about it. And it came, and it's and it's true. So I'm doing. So why it. did you want to get your sons to uh, to talk about the book? Oh, because the book for you. you. Know, yeah, I, because they were reared. They know what I what what's been going on. You know, they came up with with me knowing God. So I'm able to talk to them and show them how he's in something on a daily basis, and then they begin to see him. They begin to say, Mama. You know, God has showed up. Mama, look what the father did. Mama, look, you know, they they begin to see. So they knew what it is. They know what it is. And uh, I hide, you know, they're living it just like I'm living it. So I didn't know. You don't know. Tomorrow's not promised. So I didn't know if I was going to be able to finish it or not because it took me from 2005 to 2012 to finish the book. Writing the book, it takes the time. And then you go through the process of editing and all that. So it takes a lot of time, a lot of revisions. I may have a stack of, uh, you know, manuscripts maybe about two or three feet high before I even finish that book, and it's only 45 pages. So it uh, took a minute, but that it was the spirit in me putting these words down through me so that they would be what they should be when people read the book. And so and everybody that's read the book is like, wow, even the lady that uh, the my um, – uh, people that put the book out, the the um, publishers, uh, you have to get accepted to for, to be published. And she wrote me and she said, you know, this book was written. It wasn't just written by you. There's something else in this book. And I and I know it's the Holy Spirit. She didn't know it was the Holy Spirit, but I knew it was the Holy Spirit working through me to put the words down the way I did, and for them to, uh, when people read it, get what I what they might want to get out of it. So it's, you just have to read it and see because it's all common to us. You know, it's nothing new. It's nothing brainstorming. It's just all common, but you get to experience God in your life on a daily basis if you ask, if you seek, if you pay attention. It's all about paying attention and knowing it's not about you and that it's a plan to be completed. And when you do that, you get to see God in everything. You get to see it, and you also reap the favor of being able to see it. And I've reaped this favor. Yes. Do you think about your God and our God and God as a whole God being God? Do you believe, or you said something earlier about church and uh, miseducation, misdirection. Do you yes. look at religion and God and spirituality and church as all distinct, or is that all the same? How do you distinguish between? Because I'm right. a confused about, you know, sometimes when I go to church and I know something within my spirit is not completely the truth, it yes. bothers yes. me a little bit. How do you feel when this happens? Or you recognize something from your inner essence that doesn't or is incongruent with what's going on in church? Yes. Well, you know, first of all, you once you realize, you know, Jesus left the whole, and I, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jehovah God, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. Those are my first criteria. And from that criteria, the Holy Spirit, Jesus left 
the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct you in all things. So you got to believe first. You got to believe that there is a spirit in me walking with me, showing me things, telling me things, and explaining things to me. You got to believe that. Then once you believe that, then when you go back and do your studying, you're just going back and finding the events. The Bible is about one family, one dysfunctional family saved by grace. If you read the Bible from beginning to end, you realize it, that it's, it's what we all are, what we all have. It's one big dysfunctional family saved by Jesus Christ. And either you believe that or you don't. I choose to believe it. And because I choose to believe it, my whole life is measured by God's word and, his, and what he says and what, how he tells us to govern our lives and how he tells us to deal with people and deal with problems and deal with situations. It's all in that word. Everything we need is in that word, but you got to believe it. And so when you talk to people, and if you studied it and read it, and when you talk to people and they something say something contrary to what you've read, contrary to what you study, then you know it's a lie. You know it's not true. And so you're able to even tell them this is not in the word of God. This is not in the Bible that I've read, so why do you preach it? And we know that we're living in a system that was created by God, but is governed by Satan. That's another entity that you got to know that's real. Satan is real. His, the negative part of God's plan is very real, and if you, and you got to believe it. So when you hear that lie, because that's what we're living on, we're reared in a lie from the age of, from the birth. To, to whatever age you come to if you don't get to know the truth and don't experience the truth and don't live the truth. So until you go back and study and know when people are lying to you, you just go with it. And when and when you feel that struggle in your inner spirit, you go, oh, I don't know, that, that don't sound right to me. That is the Holy Spirit letting you know that you just heard a lie, that you need to go back and study for yourself to see if something is true see if something of what they're saying is true. And I go back and things that they're preaching in church aren't true. The tithing, that is not a biblical uh, practice. They took that to make money. That's not true. Uh, there's other things that I could point out. I don't know if we want to get go there, but there's lots of things that we, you know, hear in church that aren't true and people buy into it because they don't want to study for themselves. They don't want to learn for themselves. They leave it up to some other man to give them God's word. And that's the fallacy in it all. God gave us all minds and, and you know, the ability to learn and to, and, and to have that Holy Spirit teach us what we need to know about our father and his son. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I know because I passion. And you've explained that. And I, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Brett Winnie Moms with Chloe, and our guest is Sharon Pelham, and she's talking about her book. Uh, the book is titled He Lives, A Living Testimony. And you also, you've taken it up a notch with what you believe and what you're very passionate about because you also have a radio show, an Internet radio show on Blog Talk Radio. It's what we're working on now. And your show is Jesus and We. Talk about that. Yes, the show is called Jesus and We Talk. 
And what it is, is I talk about the testimonies in the book. I talk about my testimony. And I also uh, do what I call studies. I give the studies of the events that happened in the Bible, and I compare them to the what we're living in today and, you know, the difference between what God's Word said based on what we're living. Like this week's um, study is on uh, people of joy, and, and people of joy are not people of happiness. People of joy are people, you know, the joy comes from the joy, having the joy of the Lord. And when you have the joy of the Lord, then, you know, all this other happiness that you're trying to seek, you know, that's nothing because that does not last. You want to get something that lasts. So that's what I do. I talk about the studies that I uh, come across as I was learning and doing my studying of the word and, and the Bible and then talk about the show. I play music. And uh, I have I do interviews with uh, different people. They come on the show, and I interview them. Those of that have experienced God. It's all about um, uplifting and informing Christian people. And you know, and I tell people if it's too deep for you, just put it on the shelf. But there's if you go to my website, and that's www.jesusandwetalk.org, then you'll see everything that I do. And it's a, it's just a wonderful and such a fun thing to do. I feel like I go I go to heaven for an hour once a week because it's totally just me and the Father and the people listening. It's great. That is awesome. I I love your passion. I love your commitment to this. And before we go, I want you to tell us when you were running your own business as a breadwinning mom and. There are two types of breadwinning moms. Uh, there's a breadwinning mom who is a primary breadwinner who makes the money or makes most of the money, and then there's a breadwinning mom who's a contributor who contributes to the family along with the other breadwinners or the other breadwinner. And how were you able to create your own company, to build that company, and to successfully run that company with three boys, little boys, for 15 years? I think that's something that breadwinning moms would want to know. Well, again, I feel like it was in my plan. And because I came, my father, like I said, my father was an entrepreneur. I didn't even know he, that he was an entrepreneur till I got out of college and I started working for other people. I was like, why y'all working for other people? You can just do this yourself because my father uh, and my brother own a Gulf service station in our community. And I would go with him to uh, open up the, the station and I would, you know, straighten up the candy and sweep the floor and do whatever he asked me to do. He would send me back home for the day and then I would go back in the evening and help him close. I didn't know that was a business. I just thought that's what you did. They never called it a business. They never said we have a business. I, I just didn't know it until I got went and had went to my first job and I was like, Why are y'all doing this for other people? You can do this for yourself. And so then from that thought, I said, oh, man, I need to go open my own business. And because I didn't, you know, when you work for someone else, you are, you have to submit to other people's rules. But when you own your own, you you have your own rules. So and I enjoyed being able to, you know, uh, be creative. I'm a very creative person. And like if God gives me thoughts, he gives me things to do. He shows me things. So I needed the room to grow with him and to grow. And I just told my husband, I said, you know, I'm going to get my own business. My skill, my earthly skill is a, is I, is in IT. 
and I'm an IT person. So I was able to get a contract with the state of it, with the uh, state of Georgia for the handicap, and also I uh, had a contract with uh, the city of Atlanta. So I got two contracts. He, I mean, I just walked in the bank, Chloe, and I was the lady. She looked at my bank. She said, what type of business is this? I said, I train people how to use application software. And she said, well, uh, okay. And there was a lady in line. She said, you know, would you like to try to be a contractor for the city of Atlanta? I said, sure. So she gave me the information. I applied and got it. It's all That was all God because God was trying to separate me from, you know, the, the masses so I could be taught certain things. So I, my bread, <laughs> I like to say, my bread to my family was from the Father. I was given a daily bread, and I took that daily bread and, and learned what I had to do and gave it back to my family. And so, so you know, my husband was the sole really supporter financially of the household, but I bought the spiritual bread, and I bought the uh, the support that these kids will need, or not kids anymore, but these boys will need for the rest of their life. So. That's, that's the way I did it. I just I just did it, Chloe. I just did it. I feel so wonderful. I have these little chill bumps on my arms, have you saying all that, because it's not that you didn't work hard. You worked hard. You worked smart. Yes. But as yes. you were saying, it was your daily bread that you were winning yes. and bringing yes. back and contributing to your family. Thank yes. you so much, Sharon, for calling in and sharing this with us on Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. This is valuable information because it shows us how to take what's already within us and turn mm-hmm. it into something that's wonderful that we can contribute to ourselves, our families, yes. our communities, and even the world. So thank you so very much. And tell everybody how they can connect with you and where they can get your book. All right. Yes, my main website has all the information. Everything I do is through there. So if you will go to www.jesusandwetalk.org, that's J-E-S-A-N-D-W-E-T-A-L-K.org, you will see everything that I do. And if you can't remember that, all you have to do is Google my name, Sharon Pelham, and you'll see me in everything that I'm doing. One thing, uh, Chloe, I'm going to tell you another uh, thing. This is spiritual. Uh, the Father has saw to it that my book is now in 36 branches of the Atlanta Public Library system. That's nothing but God. So oh, I just tell people, yes, yes. So I just tell people to ask, seek, and knock, and the bread will come. The bread will come. How about that? Thank you so much, Sharon Callum. Thank you so much. And I feel like we didn't get a chance to talk about everything. There's so much more. But we're going to be back to you. Thank you so much for being on Red Winning Miles with Chloe today. Have a wonderful week. Thank you, Chloe. Okay, bye for now. All right, bye-bye. This is so awesome. I love it. I love when... um, we have our real live breadwinning bombs on. Listen to our book right back with Tom Tom Shop Box. In the same boat with a lot of your friends, waiting for the day your ship will come in and the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll your way. Working nice to survive.
You gotta love Dolly Parton. You gotta love that. You gotta love Michelle Thompson, a point job spot. She is a recurring contributor. And she is Director of Client Engagement for Sweet Job Spot, where job seekers, employers, and opportunities meet. Hello, Chantel Thompson. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm doing excellent. We had a little technical difficulties. I got kicked out of my HD, so I'm not sounding with a big, robust voice. Um, and I'm actually calling in just like everybody else on the show today because we were kicked off, and I didn't want to take a chance of of getting out of the system and going back on. So we're doing things slightly different today, but um, I don't believe it's going to be that much of a difference once we get everything rocking and rolling. I know that you have something that you've been working on. You are have really been a, a networking queen recently, right? Oh, I have, Chloe. I definitely have. This month is uh, February, and I'm spending this month networking and reporting my findings to everybody on Sweet Job Spot. And also, Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. So what do you have to share with us today uh, about what you have been going out to gather and share? Well, what I have today, Chloe, uh, last night I actually went to a networking event for a Chamber of Commerce. And that networking event was very interesting because it wasn't focused, excuse me, my phone speaks to me. Um, <laughs> it wasn't focused so much on the the career as it was on networking with community that own businesses, whether they be small, medium, or large. And this one was specific for women, and it was a networking and high heels event for the Chamber of Commerce. And it was very interesting. I met a lot of amazing women. So I know that there's a lot of networking events going on around everywhere in major cities and small towns. It seems like every turn you're invited to come to networking events. But so many of us don't really know how to network. And I'm not talking about myself, because, uh, but a lot of people don't know how to network. So could you help us give us just a few tips in how to be an effective networker? Yes. Um, what I said, just like I've said before in the past couple of conversations that we've had, you want to have a purpose when you go. You want to know who you're going to try to meet, have a few objectives. If you can get a list of the people that are going to be there in advance, some some networking, they might say it's the name of the person and the company that they're representing. That might be all there in advance um, of the event. If that's an option, go with that in mind and say, okay, great. The second thing you want to do, if you can't get that networking list, the person who's at the front of the room that all the registration, they are a gold mine. They can tell you anybody who does anything. They are the people who gathered the list of people. So talk to them. They usually will be able to direct you in the right place. Say, hey, you know, when you get a chance, because sometimes those lines of, of registration could be a little long, but if you need to, go back to them and say, did so-and-so of this company show up, 
is there anybody here in insurance, for example, or IT, or um, anybody in weight loss? You can go there and you can ask them who is at the event, and it's likely that they'll at least be able to give you some information and some guidance, whether they personally know that person or they can just answer and say, actually, yes, we do have somebody and her name is this. Then you can take that name and, and look for it on um, usually the networking events, everybody wears a name tag. So you can look for that name or you can ask around and see if you can find that person. And those are great ways to introduce yourself to people. Don't just, what I really caution for people to, not to do is just go. Um, it's fine maybe your first couple of times to just go. You don't have to have an objective. You're going to practice your small talk skills, and you're going to practice your elevator pitch and your elevator speech, which is like we've talked about before, that 30 seconds of, hi, my name is Chantel Thompson, and I'm the director of client engagement for Sweet Job Spot. I'm looking to meet employers and educational institutions that might be interested in talking to my to my to my potential employees. That would be something that I would say, or that are looking for jobs, um, that are looking to hire or looking to train. So, for me, I want to get to a point, and we all want to get to that point where it's a comfortable. I can say that and let it roll off my tongue, and I'm not floundering. I'm very confident. I know exactly what I'm what I do. And depending on who I speak to, I might change what I need. So as you notice, I flustered a little at the end because okay, so for trainers, if if they're a educational institution, well, then I'm looking for them to help train my job. If they're an employer, I'm going to talk to them about the already highly trained highly employable job seekers that I have, right? Right. So, so now, that was I know that the event that you went to, because you shared that with me, that you went to to network last night was at the local Chamber of Commerce, and I love the name of it. I would have gone just for the name. It's uh, Networking in High Hills. So that would have been an opportunity to uh, network in your high heels and feel really wonderful about having your high heels on. I'm sure that every woman or man there didn't have on high heel shoes. But anyway, um, you said that it was a great uh, place to interact and mingle with breadwinning moms on the move. Do you find that to be the case with all chamber networking events or just last night? Well, last this, chamber, this particular Chamber of Commerce is located in Dunwoody, Georgia, and I met with the CEO of that chamber, and they actually have over 34 groups that she um, oversees, and so each group is different. So every chamber event is not going to be a networking and high heels event, and it's not going to be a women's event, but you have to look at your chamber, your local chamber, and find out what kind of events they have specifically if you want to meet 
breadwinning mom. Now, you'll meet a breadwinning mom anywhere and everywhere you go if that's what your goal and objective is. Um, I personally believe if, if that's who you're there to connect with, you'll find them because breadwinning moms are everywhere. They're, they're in the front of the scene. They're behind the scene. They're on the sidelines. Breadwinning moms are all over the place, Chloe, and you know that, well, right? Well, yes. As, as a matter of fact, my little intro, I said that breadwinning, breadwinning moms and working mothers are ubiquitous and making contributions in families, communities, the workforce, and in the world because we are everywhere. Exactly. And based on the fact that you're going to find a breadwinning mom in almost every situation you're going to find yourself in in a networking event. However, if you want a highly targeted networking event, look for mostly women's events. That attracts, obviously, other women. Many other moms will come. Last night I met a mom that uh, was an accountant. I also met a mom that that owned a gym a curves gym, um, and I met another mom that's an, a resume writer and a career coach. So there were all types of moms there, and there yeah. were also women there that weren't moms. Um, the focus was just being able to network with other women. So I met a lot of women that were very successful mothers. This is wonderful. Chantel, could you please let the people know what you, let's use this as a networking platform now, what are you looking for and what would you like to contribute to others now? And how can they connect with you? Well, as we're talking about networking, I run a large networking group on Facebook called Hire Atlanta, and it's a sweet job spot community. We have over 6,500 members, and we're just, Um, crossing over into that field, and we're looking for employers and educational institutions that want to connect and have webinars and virtual hiring fairs and training for our members as as well as employment for our members. They can connect with me. Mm -hmm. And they can connect with me on on Facebook, at um, I'm under Chantel Segrid Thompson. It's a little hard to spell, um, but Chantel, you can find me on your website. Actually, that's the easier way to find the spelling. It's the Chantel with the accent U, and Segrid is a German name, so not that common. Um, or you can find me on Twitter at Sweet Job Spot. You can connect to me as well on uh, email through Chantel at SweetJobsSpot.com, no accent needed, and that's C-H-A-N-T-E-L at SweetJobsSpot.com, all one word. And I hope to hear from you, and I'm very excited about our show today. This has really been energizing uh, today. You know, for some reason I was thinking they were trying to block me out, and when I say they, those are the unknowns. The people and the entities and the things that want to go in and kind of like hijack your equipment or your computer or your sound room or your website, those those little glitches that happen, but we've made it through. I'm sure that we're not going to have the high-level sound quality that we have when we're broadcasting in HD because I was kicked out of that. However, the context within 
um, the content within this context is really amazing because we've been speaking with Sharon Pelham, who is the author of He Lives, The Living Testimony, and she shared that with us. And, of course, Chantel Thompson, who is Director of Client Engagement with Sweet Job Spot. Thank you so very much, Chantel, for sharing your time with us each week. It is very valuable, and we really appreciate you. And I want you to have a great week and until uh, next Wednesday. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Chloe. I appreciate it. You are very, very welcome. And I am your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown of Bread Winning Moms with Chloe. It's been an extraordinary show. I feel so good about it. And I want you to know that uh, as a breadwinning mom, a working mother, or a working mom, working woman, we have coaching available for you. It's called Authentic Woman Coaching. And you can find it at Breadwinning Moms with an S, Breadwinning Moms with Chloe.com. Again, that's Breadwinning Moms with Chloe.com. And I would also love for you to follow me on. This blog, uh, uh, blog talk radio show, and you can do that by going to blogtalkradio.com slash moms with Chloe and follow. Thank you so very much for sharing this time with us. It's been awesome. It's been wonderful uh, to share today, Wednesday, with you. And please share this podcast with your friends. Share it with your friends. Let them know that we are reaching out to them and that we appreciate them for listening. And if they like the blog, then make it shared also. Thank you so very much. And goodbye for now.